Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for July 15th, 2018. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. So last night was UFC Fight Night 133 at CenturyLink Arena in Boise, Idaho. Now there were three women's matches on the show, and I have posted video of all three of these matches on my blog along with my uh, review, which I will discuss these matches in a minute. I just wanted to say that in general terms, all three fights were blah. <laughs> you know, they just... I mean, they're just... Eh. All of them went to a decision, and it's just like... I'm seeing fighters be very conservative. All three fights were like that. So... Uh, let's talk about them a little bit here. The one that was on the main card was Kat Zingano versus Marion Renault, which is at bantamweight. And, I mean, this was probably the best of the three women's fights on that show, and it wasn't that good. Cat uh, is a former bantamweight title contender who, well, she hadn't won in four years, and she didn't look good at all in her last fight. She's 36 years old. She's been slowed down by injuries. You know, she may be, it may be time to go. Marion is a fighter who seems to be moving up. You know, she's on a two-fight winning streak, but she's 41 years old. Her biggest problem for me is consistency. What tends to happen with her is she has a really good fight. She has a really good win. Like, she looked really good in her last fight, and then she'll come back, and it's like, what happened to her? You know, it's that kind of thing. Now, she, this is a big fight for her, because if she wins... She can move into the title picture. But Kat really needs a win just to get things turned around, you know? And, um, I mean, Kat won the fight. I wouldn't say that she dominated it. But uh, she was able to get a takedown when she needed it, and Marion's defense was not good, okay? Now, round one was fairly close, but once Kat got that first takedown she knew how to win the fight because really all she had to do was take her down and, uh, you know, keep active enough so that the ref doesn't break it up, all right? Now, I would have, of course, liked to have seen her go for a finish, but I can understand why she was conservative. She needed a win, and she couldn't make a mistake. Now, sitting on Marion, which is basically what she did, and punching her occasionally was the right decision. So I scored the fight 30-27 for Kat, Two of the judges scored it that way. The third scored it 30-26. Now, there were rumblings that round three should be 10-8. I don't think Kat's dominance was quite at that level. I mean, she easily won the round. But she never went for a finish. She really didn't need to, okay? She had won the fight already. I was disappointed that Marion wasn't competitive. But we've seen this from her before. You know, she'll be really good in one fight, and then she'll be terrible like she was last night. You know, Kat did her job, but I think she needs a couple more wins to get back into the title picture. Okay? So now we go to uh, the other two fights, which were both on uh, UFC Fight Pass. The first is Liz Carmouche versus Jennifer Maya. Uh, of course, Liz is, will forever be the uh, one who faced uh, Ronda Rousey in the very first women's fight in the UFC. So I, I guess that's her claim to fame. It doesn't mean she's all that good. And I've never really thought she's an elite fighter, quite honestly. Okay, now she has dropped to flyweight. 
Um, the reason she's dropped to flyweight is because at 125 pounds, she's a lot bigger than a lot of her opponents. Okay, so as long as she can make the weight, which I think, which obviously she can, you know, she should have a big advantage. Now, she didn't look good losing to Alexa da Alexis Davis in her flyweight debut. In fact, neither of them looked good. But, you know, Liz is 34 years old. She's had a lot of injuries. Uh, even going back to her strike force days, I never really thought she was an elite fighter anyway. Uh, Jennifer Maya is making her UFC debut. She is a former Invicta flyweight champ. Um, I think she's an overrated points fighter. You know, I've, I've seen her for several years. I've never cared for her. Uh, though she trains at the famed Shootbox in Brazil, she was a boxer before that, and that's pretty much all she does. She can punch. But if she, she's on, but if, I, I thought basically if Liz took the fight to the ground, she would win the fight because um, Jennifer's really bad on the ground, okay? So, I mean, it wasn't a great fight, but Liz did what she had to do to win. And as with the Katzingano fight, I can understand why she was conservative. She didn't want to make a mistake. She needed a win. But Jennifer is useless on the ground. I think she could have finished her if she really wanted to. So I don't know what the concern was. Jennifer's entire offense for three rounds was clinching on the fence. She wasn't even landing any punches. I mean, she just wasn't throwing any. So after round two, Jennifer's corner told her that she was losing. So you would think that she would go for broke and try to win the fight. Nope. She's just not that kind of fighter. She can't go down two rounds and mount a comeback. Points fighters, generally speaking, can't do that. That's why they're points fighters. Their whole thing is, you know, they're just going to try and eke out a win. That's why we call them points fighters. They're out pointing you. <laughs> but she couldn't do that here. Liz won it fairly handily. I mean, she really needed the win. You know, uh, again, I would like to see her beat somebody better. As I, you know, I, I feel uh, Jennifer is an overrated fighter to begin with. And I don't really think she belongs in the UFC. So when I heard they were interested in her, like they, what they tried to do is they tried to book her in Brazil a few months ago against um, uh, uh, Valentina Shevchenko. But uh, she decided not to do that fight. She would have lost anyway. But uh, she just... She's a mediocre points fighter and she's not good enough to beat other points fighters. That's the, that's the problem with her. Okay? In Invicta, she can get away with it because the competition level is lower. She can't get away with it in the UFC. All right? Now, the third fight was also on the UFC Fight Pass prelims. It was Jessica Aguiar versus Jody Escabel. And of course, that was at strawweight. Now, this fight was supposed to happen last month in Utica, New York, but the New York State Athletic Commission saw something in Jessica that they didn't like. And she's suing them. It had something to do with chapped lips. I thought it was kind of weird. So most of us should be familiar with Je Jessica. She was a once elite fighter who at age 36 is really on the downside of her career. She has done, she's not only lost uh, to her fights in the UFC, but she's also had a lot of injury problems, a broken foot, uh, reconstructive knee surgery. Uh, she trains, of course, at American Top Team in Florida. Jody is a points fighter who trains at Jackson Wink in New Mexico. 
Um, the problem that I, I've seen with her, and I saw this back in her Invicta days as well, is that she doesn't get close enough for her strikes to land properly, and that's all she does. She doesn't do anything else, all right? She doesn't do anything else. And, um, you know, she was in Tough 23. They didn't originally initially bring her in, but they needed her uh, last fall for a fight against, uh, I think it was in Poland, against uh, Karolina Kowalkowicz. And, uh, well, Karolina is a better points fighter than Jody, okay? So, um, now, Jody was able to remain competitive in this fight because Jessica was only marginally more competitive. Okay, between rounds, Jessica's trainer, Dean Thomas, told her exactly how to finish the fight. She didn't listen to him. She just kept doing what she was doing, which, <laughs> you know, it may have lost her. It could have lost her the fight. But the fight was close enough, really, that after two rounds, it could have been scored even. But the idiots in Jody's corner told her she won both rounds. So she didn't show any sense of urgency in round three, in fact, it may have been even, and, you know, she should have gone out and tried to win the fight. But she didn't do that. She just, and so uh, Jessica actually won round three, and the look on Jody's face when Jessica was announced as the winner by unanimous decision was hilarious. I mean, just really bad advice. Now, look, Jessica won the fight. She needed the win. I don't know if she can beat anyone good at this point. I got my doubts. All right. She squeaked out a win over a mediocre points fighter. You know, listen to your damn coach. He knows what he's talking about. And Jody Escabel does not belong in the USC. Uh, I guess she probably has one more fight on her contract and then see you later. She's just, she's just not good enough, okay? All right. Anyway, so like I said, all three match videos are up on the blog. If you haven't seen them, I suggest you check them out and you can decide for yourself whether anything good happened in those fights. I don't happen to think so, but anyway. Now, I uh, just wanted to mention that I'll probably be back tomorrow with the, the next podcast, as tonight is um, Extreme Rule, WWE Extreme Rules, and we've got uh, Asuka hopefully winning the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship over, um, over uh, uh, Carmella. Uh, I expect some shenanigans, but I'm not exactly sure what those shenanigans are going to be. Uh, I'm sure they will involve Ellsworth. Now, another thing that I've noticed is that for the last couple of weeks, Nikki Cross has been doing SmackDown house shows. Okay? So it is possible we could see her very soon. Um, she would make a very interesting ally for uh, Asuka, to be honest with you. I mean, that would be very interesting. Now, some fans were whining because she wasn't brought up with uh, sanity, but the fact of the matter is, she doesn't need those guys to get over, okay? She can get over on her own. She's better than those guys, right? She can get over on her own, and down in NXT, She's been a babyface lately, for the most part. She's even been teething me with Kyrie Sane on house shows. So, can she be a babyface? I'll tell you what. She's good enough that she could do whatever the hell she wants, and she'll get over anyway. She's really good. I think she's underrated at this point. I don't think she's been utilized as well as she should have been at, uh, at NXT, but I could see her uh, showing up tonight on the pay-per-view. You never know. I could be right. 
I'm probably wrong. But we'll see what happens tonight. And as I said, uh, I will likely have the magic video up on my blog tomorrow. And we'll talk about it and post the video tomorrow. Uh, don't forget, once again, check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you want to leave a message on the podcast, a voice message, you can do so. I'll be happy to answer any questions you might have. And don't forget, you can subscribe to the podcast at Spotify, uh, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. Uh, as I said, I'll be back tomorrow with another one. Have a good weekend. I hope it's not too hot for you out there.